All right, so we are live and this is so exciting. I am so happy to have you here today, Miss Diane DaCosta, um, curly hair textured expert and author of the book, Textured Tresses. Um, that has been that. I mean, I, I should have brought mine down from upstairs. It's been my book, almost like my hair Bible, since 2004 when I was in beauty school. Oh, today. you got it right away. You got that book when it came out. <laughs> yes, yes. And let me tell you, that book got me through so much because at that time, um, as you know, like that was kind of like the kind of like the beginning of the natural hair movement. Well, it's always been there, but yes, like, exactly. it's, yeah, it's always been there. But like for my generation, right? there wasn't anything, there wasn't anything. Um, I was in beauty school at the time and mm -hmm. I didn't have anything to go off on. And I happened to see your book in the bookstore. And so- oh, That's great. I know they did a, um press releases in Kentucky because I remember seeing they did like a, a whole AP Associated Press um, press release and it went out to all the states. So I remember seeing that that newspaper carrying the press release online. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So tell, the, tell the world about yourself. Tell them what, what should they know about you? Hmm. What should they know about me? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. Where should I start? <laughs> well, I've been, let's say, an advocate of the textured movement forever. I mean, probably since, um, you know, since I was a teenager, at least, because I, I always had natural hair. And yes. my family had natural hair. I'm just the only one in my family who decided I wanted to relax my hair since I was always into hair and yes. doing hair and doing everybody's hair but i also wanted my hair long and straighter when i was younger because my sisters all had wavy curly long long hair all the way down their back so i thought that i actually thought that relaxing would get me to what their hair looked like and that's not what happened it still wasn't long 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 you know actually it got shorter when i relaxed it so, oh really? Yeah, because you know it's always breaking, and I always had to clip the ends. My ends were always dry, and and I've always I always liked a sharp cut, so I always kept it, um, you know, like blunt or just cutting the ends off anytime I felt some split end. So all that to say is I became when I when I went to beauty school. Um, I went to be a cutter and a colorist, master cutter and a colorist. That's, that was my goal. But as my journey continued and I became holistic and a vegan and actually was starting to lock my own hair because I had done the big chop and cut off all my hair, all of the natural, um, natural movement started coming to me. So okay. I I ended up at uh, one of the top natural hair salons in, in Harlem called Turning Heads. And um, so that's where I really got my, my big start in natural hair. And then from there, um, you know, I became a master of natural hair and still um, using my 
using my um, skills in coloring and cutting because that's what I was mastering on natural hair. So when I was cutting, coloring, I was always doing it on either transitioning women, doing the big chop, braiding them, twisting them, locking them, and then and then that movement became the natural curls, you know, and um, I had locks at the time. So when I opened up my salon, my own salon, my first salon, Diaspora, yeah. I cut off all my locks and then I started growing, growing my hair out naturally curly. And, and that was in 1996. Okay. And from then to, you know, the 2000s until I wrote my book, I was wearing my hair curly and growing it out naturally curly and wearing it curly, but still doing all the natural styles for everybody else. So that's basically my, my background in how I got to actually get to the point to actually wanting to write the book. And in that time, what I learned was nobody except our community knew about texture. Yes. And they didn't understand that texture was not only fine, medium, and coarse, but it was also wavy, curly, coily, and tightly coiled, and Afro coily hair. Yeah. So this was, you know, disturbing to me because I would see you know, all these other companies talking about texture, 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 and how they create texture and do texture. And I'm like, that's not texture, really. It's maybe texturizing, you know, as in cutting and putting texture into the hair, but nobody really knew what texture was. So that's when I decided to also um, write my book, Texture Tresses, as well as, um, you know, just leave something to the industry for consumers and stylists that they can learn about texture, how to style texture, how to care for texture, how to do everything texture, because I actually sleep, dream and breathe in color and texture. Yes. You know, so that's what's always going through my mind. Yes. And I think that, I think that's like a great segue because, um, you know, as we were talking before, I there wasn't anything that was really out. And we were talking about education in, in the beauty schools and everything at that time. And for me, my experience was that I didn't get my first like um, relaxer until I was probably like I was in high school. So I had, you know, I had, I had a jerry curl back in the day. Oh. Yeah, grew that out. I grew that out. Um, and then I was like relaxer free, relaxer free for a few years. And then my uh, first, probably like first year of cosmetology school, um, I didn't have any relaxer. Now, the thing that happened to me was, it's really sad. My hair was braided. I had like extension braids. Mm -hmm. My teacher said, well, you know, you need to take your braids out in right, the, right. the first 300 hours. So for me, I took that as, well, who's going to be able to work with my hair? They're, they're not really taught how to do that. So Is this in school. Yeah. Yeah. So I went ahead and I went ahead and like got a relaxer. Right. And I had been relaxer free for like the, at least four years. I had like this massive fro, almost like yours. Beautiful. Yeah. There's, now, a, there's a movie out now, actually, just on that, making someone relax their hair. 
Yeah, yeah. And so that was my experience. And to be honest with you, that was my catalyst to where I am now. Because um, it would have been like the same difference if I had locks. You want to make me cut my locks out because right, right. I'm allowed to work with my hair or you don't want to learn how to work with it. Right. Um, so I was 17, you know, 17 years old, you know, wow. and didn't really have the voice that I do now. Mm-hmm. So it, it taught me a lot. And for me, like I knew that I didn't want to be um, the, I didn't want to be like the typical stylist that only works on one type of hair. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to work on everybody's hair because that's what our license says. It's like, hey, right. exactly. The beautiful beautification of hair, skin, and nails. It don't say anything about race, as ethnicity, or texture. And the funny thing is, is that I actually remember some of my um, classmates. They said, well. I'm only going to work in a white salon because I'm only going to work on white hair or I'm only going to work in a black shop because I just want to do black hair. Right. Why are you limiting yourself? Right. Exactly. You know, so that that helps me to kind of go into like the next point here, the importance of texture education. And I know that is something that you are so passionate about. So passionate. So tell us more about texture education. Well, I mean, this is, this is, I live and breathe texture, right? So I've been doing texture for over 30 years, my whole career. Um, I've taught many stylists, um, you know, on natural hair and textured hair, and they've gone on to become, you know, very successful in the industry. So I'm always advocating to mentor and uh, advance texture regardless. And so now, since the Crown Act has been um, very influential in passing the laws in different states that there's, for you, it will be no bias against the workplace or the school to discriminate against your hair, right? So that's great, but the movement has not um, filtered down to the schools. No. So you can have no bias in wearing your hair, but they're not teaching it in the beauty schools per se. So let's say if you have a, a educator or an instructor who happens to be of color, then they might include it in the plat- in the curriculum. But if not, then no one in the classroom is going to learn any kind of texture. Um, hair care, cutting, styling, or anything to do with textured hair. Maybe they're learning a different types of braiding, which would be single braiding and French braiding and things like that, and maybe some weaving, but no, no other way to style textured hair in its natural state, you know, uh, other than to press it or relax it. So there's still in you know the 70s as far as beauty school is concerned. Now some schools, I'm not gonna say all schools, but some schools have adopted you know texture into the um, curriculum, but the majority hasn't. So um, here in New York, I've uh, um, started a campaign to on um, change.org 
to uh, petition the state to uh, include texture on the state board exam, as well as petitioning schools to include it into their curriculum. I was just on a panel discussion with the American Association of Cosmetology Schools discussing this very topic. And that is where all schools all over the nation are understanding why they have to include it into the curriculum for all students so that they can be up to date with what is going on in modern times and yes. their students the advantage and the opportunity to not limit themselves to grow and and um, have clients of all texts and all nationalities because that's only going to give them more opportunity to make more money and to be more successful if that's the road they want to take mm -hmm. so that's what you know that's what i'm i'm working towards very diligently um, working with um, the state and the Senate and everywhere else that I have to go to make this possible for in our state because I can only work in our state right now and change that law. And then, you know, I can reach out to others and they can change it in there because every state is different. Okay. But it, it's all part of the state legislation in the right. state. So and I know this, I know that cosmetology rules. Right. I know that Kentucky has something on the books. Um, I'm not sure if it's passed yet or I know I know that it's gone from one uh, if it's gone from the representatives to like well, I forget like which office it went to, but I know like it's it's in the works, but I haven't had I haven't heard any updates. Is that the Crown Act or is it actually for the schools in Kentucky? I know they're looking at it, the Crown Act, but they haven't passed it yet. Okay. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe it was that. Yeah. I know that, like I said, I know, I know there was something on the books here, but I just didn't know like how far it had actually gotten. Right. Right. Legislation. So you mentioned um, about BD schools and not having access to um, the information now. Well, I, no, actually they have access to the information because it is in the Milady Cosmetology. That's what I wanted to bring up. With I have that. been updating for the last six years. The chapter 18 and 19 has been updated and it is continuing to be updated because I am the co-author of those chapters. So we, we started updating it in 2000 and what are we in? In, it, it came out in 2016. So I started in 2014 updating the Milady um, Standard Cosmetology with textured styling, which is twists, um, coils, locks, bantu knots, um, twist outs, and um, um, consultations and uh, hair care. However, yeah. now, we're updating the, the curly method, the coily method, consultations for all, how to style men's hair, and um, all of the images to update all the, the images that reflect the, the, the kids of the times. The yes, yeah. I mean, the times, you know, because the, the photos are also archaic. <laughs> um, everything is, I don't think they've updated it the state board in our, in our city state for over 50 years. 
you know, I don't know across the whole whole country, but specifically in New York, it has not been updated. They're still doing pressing and relaxing on the exam. And there's nothing included in any kind of curly cutting, any kind of curly, you know, styling, coily hair, afro coily hair, any of that, which is predominant now. Yes. 65%, you know, 65% of the world is naturally curly or coily. Yes. So you have to learn how to, um, you know, approach these clients that come in and or how to style them and care for their hair. You know, and it can't be like little segments and pockets because one out of every four person is going to come into your chair is going to have curly hair. Right. I think even it's probably two out of four, you know, at this point. Right. All nationalities. Yeah. And I'm happy. I'm happy that you mentioned that because um, I think as salon professionals, we don't realize how much influence we have in our community and that a lot of times we're the the pace setters for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And if we help clients appreciate and love their hair, because so many people are struggling with you know, coming to terms with their hair, appreciating it, loving it. I have clients that are maybe like in their 50s or 60s. And then now. Yes. And they tell me, it's like, you know what? I've fought my hair all my life and I'm to the point to where I just now appreciate what I have. Right. Right. still, Yeah, I have clients in their 50s coming in now and wanting to, you know, transition and they're doing it. So it's not just, you know, the college students or... Uh, you know, the younger girls who are embracing it easily, they, they are embracing it easier because this is the, the, the generation that they're growing up in, the time yeah. they're growing up in. But, but older women, you know, more mature women who, and, and mothers who are now, you know, wanting to be a um, good influence on their, on their younger children who are maybe five, six, seven, or eight, they yeah. want to make sure that they're showing their daughters that their hair is beautiful, just like mommy's hair. You know, so they want to have show them that they have the same texture and how to care for it and everything. It's, so I want really to a really great time to be in the industry because it's abundant. I mean, it's just abundant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm- I'm sorry, go on. Sorry. I wanted I wanted to ask you this, still on the topic of texture education. Like, what advice would you give to your client or to a mom who might be watching this and saying, like, how can I how can I teach my little girl to love her hair? How can I how can I um, learn how to work with my own hair? Like what advice would you have for someone? Well, I, I often find that um, you know. Clients go to YouTube first and, you know, they get, they get a little confused. So I, I give one-on-one consultations and I have the mothers and the daughters come in together and teach them how to take care of their hair. Uh, that's one way. We have many consultations. So I still say to go to your, your professional 
and get that education straight from the professional because we are trained to distinguish between all textures and how products work on all textures. There's so many products available, but you don't know how it's gonna to react to your texture or, or you know, you experiment and you buy all these products and you don't think it's working, but sometimes it's not working because your foundation is not um, prepared, meaning your, your hair texture is either high porosity, low porosity, you're, you have split ends, all of these factors play a part in how the products work on your hair. So the products may not be working because your foundation is not healthy and healthy hair and healthy scalp is the only way the products are gonna truly work on your hair. So A, you know, you should reach out to your professional and there are stylists everywhere. You know, there's gonna be a stylist somewhere mm -hmm. um, and, and believe what they say. Make sure that the stylist is an expert in in natural hair and curly hair, curly specialists or natural hair specialists because everybody is learning how to do it now. Yeah. Uh, incorporated into their services, but that doesn't mean they're experts at it, you know? Right. And they can be transitioning their clients to natural hair because they have to because the client is demanding it so instead of losing the clientele they're learning right so that's fine that's great because we want everybody to at least be open to learning how to care for natural hair versus relaxed hair or whatever else you're doing so right. that's you know those are all important things there's books available my book is available there's several books available. My book is Texture Tresses. It's really a foundational book that teaches you the foundation of hair, simple styling techniques. It's not very elaborate. So if you're looking for elaborate styles, no, that's not where you're going to get it. But you're going to get the foundation. You're going to learn about your scalp, how to keep your hair healthy, scalp challenges, and twisting, coiling, braiding, simple styles. However, I do, I am starting a virtual academy. It's called the Curly Textured Academy, which where I will have consumer events, um, which I've already started doing um, product knowledge and um, recommendations with product brand companies mm -hmm. that I believe in and that I endorse their products just solely, not that I'm hired by them, but that they, fit my requirement for products that I believe in, which are vegan, organic, and botanically based. So those are only products that I will use or endorse okay. myself. And then I have the professional avenue where professionals can um, go online and have a digital virtual classes. I have videos as well as I'm going to be launching live classes as well. So I have consumer classes, which they can come into and learn as well as the professionals. That's really good because like we, we need more of that. And um, I think YouTube is great. I think YouTube is, is good for bringing people together, especially if you're in an area where you might be the only one. Right. Um, 
you need that support. But I just want to go back to what you were saying earlier, you know, to definitely seek out your salon professional to make sure that you're going to um, stylists who educate themselves, that invest in their craft, that are about their craft, because, you know, anybody can, can yeah, anybody can style. But what we're seeing now is how can I keep the hair on my head? Right. I'm, That's the most important thing, educating your clientele about healthy hair and how to grow your hair healthy and not just doing whatever because the client wants a style you know right. i've turned down many clients because they want me to do something that it, that is not healthy for their hair i said um i understand that what you want but that's not what i'm going to do and you know you're free to go to another stylist because that is not that's not how i um make progress right we have i have a a process to help you get to your goal mm -hmm. and i can also style your hair in between but you also have to follow a regimen so that i'm seeing that you're um you have progress in your hair growth and that includes also going to a dermatologist right so i like the idea what you were saying as far as a process and things to you know a regimen to follow. So let's talk about selecting the right products. So what are some things that you can share um, with everyone out there as far as like selecting the right products? Because there's so many things in the market. Mm -hmm. How do you tell what's what? Would you just be using this type of product because it has this ingredient or doesn't have that ingredient? Like what advice? Well, this is what I say about products. You know, there's, there's a few schools of thought on products. There's products that are natural, as in botanically based, vegan and organic. And then there's products that have some ingredients in them, natural ingredients in them. And then there's products that are all synthetic. Okay. Okay. If you do not care about what you're putting in your hair, for you know, if it is natural or botanical, then you would pick anything in the synthetic line of products and it probably will work and it will do what it says because whatever it's it's designed that way mm -hmm. as a synthetic product to work however is it the most healthiest for your hair that's up to you to decide if you're going to look for products that have natural ingredients in them then you want to make sure that the first five to seven ingredients are botanically based you know and then it could have some preservatives or synthetic products in them personally for myself i only use botanically natural vegan and organic products so those are the products that i always seek out and those are the products that i work with i just find that for over 30 years i've been using natural ingredients and they've always worked much better they work faster they penetrate deeper and um they are more cost effective in longevity because although they may have a higher price because they're fully concentrated you do not have to use as much product to penetrate the hair you know okay. so these are 
these are things that, and now I'm not against, you know, products that are, have natural ingredients in them, meaning like maybe the first seven ingredients are natural because maybe they just need preserved as to preserve it and it's derived from natural ingredients, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So those companies that produce products like that, they, they work just as great and they just might have a, a lower price point that works for your, your budget and right. fine. But you just have to um, understand that, you know, maybe you might be allergic to some of these ingredients, you know, or maybe the, the product doesn't last as long because it does have other, you know, type of ingredients in it. So you find yourself having to purchase it more often, mm-hmm. you know, than buying products that are, you know, truly organic and or botanically based from plant plant and flowers. So for me, my experience in um, some of the plant-based products that I have used, um, some of them I really like, like the shampoos I'm finding like I really like, but then there's some that I feel like make the hair kind of dry. Mm-hmm. The question that a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sometimes in the past, I got um, pushed back from some clients because like, well, you know, I'm used to using this shampoo that's got a lot of slip in it. Mm-hmm. My hair feels moisturized because, you know, I, I can, my hair feels different. So what advice do you have for, for clients that still that have feelings like that? Well, of course, you're used to something. But when you first use products that are natural and botanical and vegan, they are cleansing the hair from all the synthetic ingredients and resetting it. So it's gonna feel, the first time you use it, it's gonna feel like that. But you also have to find the right products that have super moisturizing ingredients in them. So what are those? What 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 are those? What do you mean the 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 name or just the ingredients? No, no, not the, the ingredients. The, oh, the ingredients are you have to find products that have humectants in them, like uh, aloe vera and um, uh, what is the other one? Um, uh, butters, butters, aloe vera any kind of humectants that that take moisture from the air and bring it to the conditioning and the shampoo. Okay. So, so honey, agava, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things bring moisture. So if you're going to use natural ingredients, the first time you use, anytime I, I work with a client, I uh, clarify their hair. Right. I clarify their hair so that I can strip away all of whatever they've been using because clearly it's not working. Right. <laughs> so they're coming because their hair is dry and brittle and this and they, they have their products are just topical. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of the products have ingredients in them that that slip will create a false um, feeling of moisture, you know? So, I mean, and there's there's so many products on the market that are botanically based. So there's not just one, you know, 
one set of products that are botanically based. There's like a hundred products out there that are botanically based. So if you're using something that's stripping your hair, it's because A, it might strip your hair because it's taking off all the synthetic products. But if it continues, it means that that product doesn't have enough moisturizer in the products. Okay. So that you're not picking the right shampoo and conditioner for your type hair. So if you have normal hair, oily hair, dry hair, you have to read the packaging because the, the products do what they say. Mm -hmm. you know, but you have to pick the right product for your type and texture. So those are some of the things. And, and first of all, you have to create the, the right foundation before they start using it themselves. You have to prep their hair so I give all my clients a steam treatment, everybody, regardless, because without getting that moisture and hydration into the hair, you never see the real true texture and the, and the, um, the porosity and the, uh, the normal porosity and the shininess of the hair. If you're just uh, doing a treatment at home with no heat, just putting it in, taking it out. You're not really getting any benefit. It really is just topical. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned, because um, I kind of want, I kind of want to go here because you mentioned as far as understanding the hair and then the products. But in the past, I think you mentioned like porosity, low porosity, high porosity, and that is like a hot button right now, especially in the natural hair community. Right. So what is your take on porosity and what is your take on how to take care of that and just having healthy hair with it? So that's, you know, that is a big, big concern because products can dry out your hair, mm -hmm. you know, especially if we're using styling products that are designed to contract the hair and hold the hair that can dry out the hair. So there's no wonder that you're getting high porosity. You know, that's drying out the hair because it, we want our curls to hold. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're clarifying the hair as well as moisturizing it. So when you clarify, it actually resets, recharges the hair and, and makes the curls able to receive the moisture again. How often should I clarify, like if, like with my hair, like how often should I clarify someone that has my hair? Well, if you're using a sulfate-free shampoo, mm -hmm. you can uh, make sure you're shampooing. I believe in shampooing the hair once a week or every 10 days, the, the scalp must stay clean. Mm -hmm. However, because we're using a lot of butters, yeah you know, for curly hair or very curly hair, or just a lot of product, period. Mm -hmm. You know, every three to four weeks, you want to clarify. And when you clarify, you should let the, the shampoo sit on your hair for like 10 to 15 minutes. So it can really penetrate and cleanse all of the product out of your hair. And then you want to... Um, follow up with a hydration and moisture shampoo. So you mentioned both hydration and moisture. Is there a difference? Well, yes. Hydration is going to, to 
bring more like water base into the hair and then the moisture is going to fill in all the gaps okay. in the cuticle, right? So I always mix my products. I cocktail them. I cocktail hydration and moisture. And sometimes I cocktail um, if, if uh, I use super repair, but they're full of butters and um, super conditioning, right? So I will, if the hair is like highly porous mm -hmm. and, and um, also damaged, you know, I will cocktail my repair and my hydration together and then put them under the steamer after clarifying completely. Okay. Right? I want to clarify, I want to open up the cuticle and I want to get that repair, the oils and the moisture into the hair. Okay. So with, with, um, with the high porosity, I'll do that kind of treatment. With the low porosity, I'll, I'll do the, um, so with low porosity, your cuticle is completely closed. Yes. The, hair, the products are just sitting on top of your hair. They're not penetrating, they're not working. There's no water when you spray the water bottle. There's less little beads on top of your hair. That is when I completely do a clarifier and keep the, the, the clarifier on for like 10 to 15 minutes mm -hmm. and comb it through with a detangling brush to open up the cuticle. Once you open up the cuticle, now it can receive the moisture that is lacking because it's not getting anything. It's not getting moisture is not getting any oils, not getting any hydration is lacking everything right so that's so that, open up the cuticle you right. have to open the cuticle to deposit right so here that's low porosity like what are some factors like what causes low porosity sometimes the hair is just um low porosity what causes it you know what? Um, I think that sometimes the hair is just, the cuticle is just tight, mm -hmm. you know, and um, over time, if you're not getting any conditioning into the hair, like you never deep condition your hair. You always just rinse it rinse the, the conditioner in and never apply indirect heat or steam, mm -hmm. that can cause just the closing of the cuticle and, and um, never getting any hydration in there, right? Yeah. And I'm happy that you talked about heat because for a lot of naturals, they're on like this, like no heat, um, I haven't put any heat in my hair and I kind of want to address that because there's a difference between like direct heat and indirect heat. Right. And things that you were mentioning earlier are indirect heat, which is actually, it's better. <laughs> it's, right. it's warming up your hair from the inside out. So I know like for me in the past, um, my hair has always been very tight uh -huh. um, and, you know, like virgin and you know, like tight hair. 
So I, my hairdresser, like sometimes she would just put the blow dryer to it just every now and then to open it up a little bit more. So like you were saying, to allow the moisture to go in, mm-hmm. but because it was always in this state, I never really. There's no, there's no real cause for low porosity. It could just be genetic, but there's ways to cure it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's ways to, um, to uh, remedy low porosity and more um, steaming and oils and deep conditionings you know, with high super moisture and hydration with oil as well, because a lot of low porosity is coily hair. It could be coily hair and, and or curly hair, and it's not getting the nutrition that it needs. It could be diet, you know, all of these things. So, but there's no real, there's no real cause of it but definitely there's ways to treat it with um, treatments, not with products, not styling products and and, uh, finishing products, but with conditioning and oil treatments, you can treat low porosity. And that's why I think understanding the hair texture is key because um, once you know why your hair responds a certain way and the structure of your hair and the sensitivities of it, then you can then get it to where you want it to be. And I know like for me, like my goal behind the chair is always to empower my guests and empower them to be able to do their hair at home because COVID has taught us a lot. Yeah. There's going to be a time where we might be away for months and like, Oh snap, I don't know how to do my hair. (laughs) I don't, I don't have the right products underneath my, my sink to do what I need to do. And so let me go on to Amazon because that's the only place right. I can to get to get what I need. Right. I think that is one thing a lot of um, a lot of uh, clients have have gone through. Right. So, yeah. During COVID, it's uh, this has been the most sales of products online. Yes. In the history of purchasing products. <laughs> Yeah. So it's very important to keep your clients abreast and do, uh, you know, digital um, consultations and, uh, you know, do group sessions so that you're informing your clients on the products that they should purchase and how to use them on their particular hair type and texture because everything doesn't work for everybody. True. You know, products. And what I what I will say is that in my experience, botanically based plant and flower and vegan products do work on everybody. I've always um, I've always had that experience that it will work on every every hair type and texture. However, you still will have to pick the the right shampoo and conditioner for your hair texture. So you will still have super moisturizing, repair, hydration. It's still gonna be the same. What is your hair lacking? But I know it does work on all textures. And I'm happy that you said that because I've always been in the mindset that 
companies make billions of dollars off the miseducation of not knowing about your hair and how the chemistry of it, because mm -hmm. science, not understanding the science of your hair and understanding the needs of it at that at that particular point. And I feel like once we understand that to the fullest and then share that mm -hmm. to the masses, you know, people will be like, hey, like, I don't need to keep going to Target or to wherever to keep buying all these products that supposedly are for my hair and aren't working. Now I understand why they're not working because I, I wasn't I wasn't understanding the needs of my hair. I wasn't right. understanding the texture. Yes. I wasn't understanding that there's a there's a, a method to the madness mm -hmm. of, of things and my stylist isn't crazy when she's you know cocktailing all these things together and telling me that I need to be back in three to four weeks or I need to come in maybe twice a week or something to get my hair where it needs to be. Right. And to trust the so product. Get a healthy foundation. Once yes. you have a healthy foundation, you can buy all the products to use at home to yes. keep your hair healthy because we want you to have healthy hair. I don't want to send you home and you destroy your hair and come back. And then we keep doing this routine over and over again. Right. I'm a firm believer in educating. And I spend a lot of time in the chair educating the client, you know, to a fault. That yeah. it, it, it takes up so much of my time. Um, you know, but they have, my clients all had healthy hair coming back out of COVID because they follow instruction. Their hair was really long and thick but it was not breaking off and they had all had a lot of growth, but it was still healthy, which I was very happy to see. But um, the, the other thing about products is, um, I believe that you should have your, your holy grail, let's say, or everybody's always looking for their holy grail. Yeah. However, you find the one that works best for you, and you know that your hair loves it, and you can try other products, but hold that product to the highest, and then compare the products to that product and how it works. So I always say to always have your luxury product, mm -hmm. because I firmly believe that if you have a, a, a luxury, vegan, organic, or botanically-based product, that is going to be your product that is always going to work. However, you want to have something that is a great price point that you can also have in your closet so that you can interchange because maybe you don't want to use that all the time because right. it's expensive, but you want to use it once a month to reset and re, you know, rejuvenate and make sure it's, you know, your hair is on a healthy path. But then there's another product that may be a uh, uh, a uh, premier, let's call it, a premier product that's also natural and botanical, but it's maybe a lower price point, but it also works very well. So you want to have two sets of products in your, your, your cabinet or your closet so you know that these are always the ones that works for your hair, no matter what. Your hair loves this mm -hmm. and you can always test new products because we love products. You yes. know, we are products. And they know so we always, always looking for a better product, a better product, something that's going to be better. So 
you can always buy something and test it on a section of your hair. You don't have to buy the whole line. I usually say if the leave-in conditioner is good because that is your real holy grail is your leave-in conditioner. If you're leaving, if you buy a leave-in conditioner for another company and that product is really good, then more than likely the other products are going to be good too. However, you still have to test to see how it works on your texture. Maybe the curl cream doesn't work as well as the other curl cream that you like. Maybe, you know, the gel, not the creamy gel or the gel that they have doesn't work as well as another gel or the foam doesn't work as great as another foam. You're styling products, right? Mm -hmm. But these, the main product will work. So you can interchange styling products, but your your main products is your shampoos and conditioners. Those are the ones that you really have to concentrate on. Right. And I like what you said because it reminded me of a wardrobe. You know, like our hair is the only accessory that we don't take off. So you might as well invest in it. Mm -hmm. And when you have a wardrobe, you know, you have um, you have your foundations like you have your really cute, you know, uh, bralettes and panties or whatever, good foundations. And then you have everything else that goes with it, a top, mm -hmm. um, whatever, whatever you're trying to accomplish for that particular look. So you also, it makes me think of hair as a fabric too. Right. No, definitely hair is fabric. Yeah. And so you're going to approach it differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're going it's to approach me. It's smooth. It's rough. It's, you know, it's it's a rope-like situation. It's it's some some hair feels like wool, some hair feels like cotton. Yeah, you know? and you have to address that when you're creating your cocktail or your your conditioning treatments. Yeah, this I really appreciated this this conversation because I feel like more people need need what we're doing. And they need um, good factual information, not just stuff that you see on YouTube that's just like, well, uh, just repeating what this other person said. I don't know. I don't really know why they said it, but I'm making a video about it. But for us as salon professionals, being in front of our clients and being in the authorities um, on hair. So, um, in closing, what advice of self-love would you like to share with people today? Well, you know, self-love is a big topic because as, as it pertains to hair, um, we, you, when you're growing up, you love, you love yourself and you love your hair. It's only when other people start telling you things about yourself is when you start self-doubt. Right. So when you're a little girl and you're growing up, you're not saying, oh, I don't like my hair unless you have like some comparison to somebody else. If, you're, if your mother or your parents are um, letting you know that you are unique and beautiful and you, your hair is special because you can do so many things with it versus, you know, your your uh, classmate who only has one texture or one type of hair and they can only do one thing that we have to learn and how to teach our children and and others 
other people around us how beautiful we are naturally. It's, it's a God-given beauty, regardless, regardless of race, texture, or color of your skin. Because truly, I don't really think about why our hair is going to define us, but, but that true beauty comes from within. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to bring the the true beauty from within out, regardless of what texture you have. The texture on top of your hair is something that you have to learn how to love and appreciate regardless. Because you can do whatever you want with your hair. You can have, in these days, you can have whatever texture you want. Yes. <laughs> Whether you want to wear a, a extensions, a lace front wig, you want to put braids, or you want to blow it out, wear it curly, you really have to be comfortable in your own skin at the end of the day, no matter what texture you have. And you have to really um, vibe within your own community and know that this is true. You know what I mean? This is your true identity and nothing outside of it should be able to penetrate and tell you you are not who you are. Right, right. I like that. I like that. So my take on self-love is that it's not selfish, that, you know, like you are priority one because you have to fill your cup first before you can take care of other people. And I think women as, you know, that's just our nature that kind of put ourselves on the back burner. Uh But as we've seen, you know, um, at the end of the day, women normally get things done. And it's, we have to um, refresh ourselves. And I really appreciate what you were saying earlier that um, it's not what other people think of us, what their definition of beauty is, but it's, it starts from here. Mm-hmm. I forget where that verse is, but where it talks about the um, that it's it's better to be uh, uh, have beauty on the inside than it is on the outside, because you just think about you know beauty fades or what we perceive as beauty fades, mm-hmm. but the the um, the secret person of the heart, who you are on the inside. If you're a beautiful person on the inside, that will never go anywhere. Right, right. Anywhere. But um, like I said, I'm so happy that we were able to take this time and kind of hang out for a little bit and mm-hmm. share knowledge with each other, share knowledge with the world, and let everybody know what we're doing. And I'm going to put up your your thank you, thank you so much for having me. Yes. This was really good. Yeah, we'll have to make it a habit. Okay. <laughs> um, but this That's is good. yeah, this is uh, Miss Diane's website, and for more information, you can find out about her um, professional and consumer um, academy on the website here. Yes, the Curly Texture Academy, which has um, live videos for consumers and professional stylists, and we will be launching. Uh, we have videos already, but we'll be launching live um, classes, master classes for uh, professional stylists. It's long overdue. Uh, I'm not. I was just. I've just been so busy doing so many other things. I never even, you know. I, I was always planning to do it when I opened up the curly texture bar, and then we came. So I'm like, oh, now I have to get on top of this. But it was. It's always been 
uh, dream to actually, I've been working five years on opening up a school. Yes. And so there's just so many avenues to work on, you know, so here we are. We yeah. Are. Uh, we're creative. So we're everywhere. It yes, this is good. This is good. And then um, this is my website and livingcurls.com. So this is a platform for women of color that are experiencing hair loss, that are also looking for um, information how to manage their hair at home. So for those of you that are watching, watching, definitely make sure that you check out both of our, our websites, our um, social media feeds. Be sure to follow us. Yes, follow me at yeah. uh, DaCosta underscore beauty and or Simply Beautiful Brands. Okay. And let me put that. That's on Instagram. So at D DaCosta underscore beauty beauty and that's both um instagram and facebook facebook is um brands simply beautiful brands okay so and then facebook at simply 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 beautiful brand brands so let me ask you a question. So yeah. do you think my hair, everybody keeps saying my hair is an afro. Is my hair an afro? I can yeah. consider it, is it an afro? Yeah. Look, see this, this is a, this is a I don't, I don't, what's an afro? Is this afro, this is like a curly fro? Yes. Look, now this is my fro and then that's your fro. So this is the beauty of how you see all the, the different textures in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everybody keeps saying to me, oh, I love your fro. I love your fro. And I'm like, I have a fro? You have a beautiful fro. You have so a this is, called, this is called a textured fro then. Because it I has curls it. in it. It has curls in it, but it's still a fro, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so it'd be almost like if you took like a um like a blowout, like a blow dryer, and do like a because a lot of people are doing that now. Like, yeah, like they, they, they kick their hair out to get this. Oh well, like for me, like I have clients coming in. It's like you know what? I want you to blow out my hair so my fro can be bigger. Blow it out how? Like with the comb? Yeah, with a blow dryer. Like I'll take a blow dryer, my um um paddle brush, just to kind of loosen up the hair. Yeah, you blow it out. Yeah, but then it doesn't have any curls. But it's, that's what they want. They just want it. They want the want a big fro to just yeah. walk out like that. Yeah, but that's what I consider a fro. But okay. Yeah, I guess it's a curly texture fro. There you go. There it is. It's so, it's so many things. It could be so many things. Yes. Let me put my info in here. So this is uh, this is my Facebook. And then for Instagram, it's uh, you got curls. Oops, I can't spell. What's that? I could. I was trying to spell my my handle for uh, my Instagram. Like I can't spell. You okay. can spell. Don't say that. <laughs> I can spell. Okay, I was like, I was putting everything in. So I think, yeah, I think that's it. So yeah, so um, yeah, so these are some of the comments. So people are enjoying, they're saying like, this is great info. They really enjoyed it. 
Um, so this has been really good. So uh -huh. if you like what we're doing, if you want to see more of it, be sure to follow both myself, Melanie Day, and Diane DaCosta um, on social media, our websites, and our different platforms of what we're doing. And just get the word out. Um, you know, we're just here to try to help each other and help the community the best way that we can show self-love, love your hair. And yeah, so um, this was fun. Thank you. So we will end here. And for anyone that has any questions, um, you can definitely post comments and or you can message us. Um, and you have our websites that are on here. Let me put this in here, websites. Um, so people can see, and then just taking a little bit of time. Oh, wait, nope, see, wrong one. This is, look, it lagged. My laptop is lagging. Um, okay, and then yours. You put yours up here. Yeah, so um, simply beauty, S I N beauty brands. I think you got it. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah. So for those that are coming in watching this later, definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms and go to our websites, inlivingcurls.com or Diane DaCosta's website at simplybeautybrands.com. Once again- oh, I'm sorry, Simply Beautiful. Oh, sorry. See The, the website's like Simply Beautiful, the website's Simply Beautiful Brands. It's just oh. Simply Beautiful Brands. Simply Beautiful Brands. You got it, you got it right here on um, the- Okay, on the feed. Facebook at Simply Beautiful Brands. Okay. So, which you'll, if you keep clicking on it, you'll, you'll get to the right site. Yeah, you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, you'll find simply it. beautiful. Any way you look at it, it's simply beautiful. Simply beautiful yes. brands yes. on, on Instagram and on Facebook. And then mine is uh, D DaCosta Beauty, under, uh, D DaCosta underscore beauty. That's on Instagram. And then uh, check out my book, Texture Tresses on Amazon or on my website as well. You can have, there's a link to it on my website at simply, simplybeautiful.com as well as on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So yay, this has been all, all great. Thank you so much, Melanie. You're welcome. It's been a really great time with you. And uh, I wish you all the success on this platform that you're creating for women all over the world. Um, and uh, you've connected me with some really great people as well. So I hope to do something with, uh, what's her name again? Madosha. Yes, I hope to do something with her as well, as well with you, because um, I really believe that there's, you know, the lack of education is always more to learn, always more to learn. Yes, and teamwork makes and the dream sharing. work. And sharing. Yes, we have to share. We have to yeah. share and teamwork makes the dream work. So, yes. yeah, so hearts, I love you. This has been yes. so good. Um, be in contact. 
Thank you, everybody. Have a lovely day. Okay. Until next time. Bye, everyone. Have Bye. a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.